we don't fall more in love with Jesus, we just miss the whole point tonight. If we walk out of here with a bunch of little truths, but don't fall more in love with the truth, we just missed it. I think worship's already engaged us in that, hasn't it? But a lot of times we could do that in worship, and then when we get to word, it's kind of like we put on our intellectual brain on. And actually what he's really trying to do is write you a love letter and get you to be romanced by him, to get you to know who you are, the sons and daughters of Christ that you are. And so tonight I just pray as the word is spoken that you would take it as it was written, not how you would want to interpret it. That you would take it from the author's heart, not from your heart. How many know we need our hearts changed? I love it. It says, in the, he says, his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. Then he goes on and says, no, 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 wait, hold on. <laughs> My thoughts are not even your thoughts. My ways are not even your ways. And that's not to mock us to make us feel bad. That's to call us into something way greater than we can imagine. That's not to make you feel belittled. That's the saying, come on over here. I got so much more in Ephesians 3. It says, I will do more than you can imagine. How many want to have a king that can do more than you can imagine? Come on now. And he wants to take you into that realm. But that means we have to come into this conversation differently than we would go into a, a, a classroom or uh, just a regular teaching. We don't come in here to get our intellect built up. We come in here to get our hearts ravaged by the king of kings. Oh, come on, church. Listen, there's plenty of things to be doing right now. I think there's some NBA finals going on tonight. I think there's, I don't know what's going on. I've been in here, so I have no idea. I've been in this place for 40. I'm sure there are cool things going on, and maybe in Toledo there's something going on tonight. I don't know, but I'm sure you could be doing anything but be here. So tonight, let's not waste another minute, and let's get what the king has for us. Let's get an eternal perspective tonight. How many know when you're thinking not temporal but eternal, you think a lot different? If you're thinking temporal, you think job, relationships, uh, retirement, if you can get there, house, car. When you're thinking eternal, none of those things matter. But see, you don't want to think eternal doctrine. Like, well, we've got to be eternity. One day we're going to be heaven. You want to be ravished with eternity. Eternity is to know God. He says eternity. What is it? To know God. And not know knowledge, but intimacy like that of a husband and wife kind of knowledge. How many want that kind of knowledge tonight? That you'd be so ravaged by eternity, the temporal veins of this life, if they're big storms or even peaceful, would not even hold your heart tonight. Whew. Okay, I kind of want that, so you don't have to. That's what I'm here for. I'm here because I've been ravished, man. I'm constantly being ravished. Turn with me to Acts chapter 28. Acts chapter 28. I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, but it's going to be doing a little bit of preaching. So, and... Uh, it's going to be a little bit fun. You will learn a little bit, but it's going to show you how extravagant God is, and that's what I love about this. In Acts chapter 28, Paul is in Rome. Paul has, uh, he wrote the book of Romans. He wrote it before he went to Rome, and now he is in Rome, and he is there. It's at the end of his ministry. He's at the very end. He's been imprisoned, or at least put in house prison uh, by the Romans as he is being interrogated for his supposedly crimes, which he didn't have any. Um, but, so he was put in there falsely, but he's there anyway. And so in verse 23, we read in Acts 28, verse 23, we read this. So when they had appointed him, that's Paul, a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God. What did Paul testify to the Romans? Was it all that Jesus has done or all that Jesus is? Oh, come on, church. Paul says, I preach Christ and him crucified. Christ is not his last name. We've talked about this before. It means who he is, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the anointed one, the alpha and omega. He preached who he was and then the one that got crucified. Oh, come on, church. 
And here he is at the end of his ministry in Rome, in Rome, preaching the kingdom of God. Now you might read the book of Romans and never see the word kingdom of God in it. That's because he's already established the word of the kingdom in the church to Rome. Through the leaders he sent there, they already got the gospel of the kingdom. So the book of Romans is how do you live in the kingdom life? But the point of going to Rome was that he could persuade more about the gospel of the kingdom of God. Not the gospel that people can get to saved because Jesus died on the cross. Know that there's a kingdom and that God wants your kingdom and he'll set you free and he'd set you free to give you an opportunity to that kingdom through what he did on the cross. The cross is a doorway into a new realm. Many of us are still at the door. Come on, church. Many of us are still sitting at a door and a door, listen, when I say this, and people say, and you're going to see it's actually scriptural, not my name. It's actually scriptural. We talk about a door, you're going to go, well, it seems like you're kind of minimizing. No. How many know the front door of a house is really important? It keeps what's in to stay in and keeps out what's out to stay out. It's one of the most important pieces of a home. It's a doorway, the entry in. And the Lord wants us to know what that is, but he wants us to know the door, but also enter in what the door was put there for. It's an entrance. When somebody comes through my front door, they're entering into the realm of the Palmers. Are you guys staying with me? Yeah. And we want to enter in. How many know? How many would sit at my door? They knock on my door and they sit there instead of come on in. Or they come right in but sit at the door. And then they wonder where the power of God is. It's in the house. Well, come on. It says that demons flee when the power of the kingdom comes. But many of us are interested in the power. But see, I want to come to the house because I want to be with the king. You don't come to my house because you have food, hopefully. Hopefully you come to my house because you want to be with me, and plus I have some food. I have food, I'm going to feed you, but don't come in and eat my house because then you'll leave after you're full and think you and I have relationship when we have no relationship yet. Are you guys staying with me? And the Lord is drawing the church into a place the enemy wants to keep you out. If he can't get you not to believe in God, then he wants you to get the bare minimum of God instead of get all of God. But it says in a prayer that Paul prays, he says, I pray that you'll get the fullness of Christ. How many want the fullness of Christ? And so here we are. We see Paul is not just preaching anything. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Now pay attention. It says he explained and solemnly testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. How did he preach the gospel of the kingdom? Through Moses and through the law. When it talks about in Timothy about dealing with the scriptures right, do you know Timothy didn't have any of the gospels yet? They were talking about the Torah, the five first books, Psalms and the Proverbs, and maybe a few of the other prophets they had at the time. But they had none of the New Testament written yet. I want you to pause, when you see Jesus... Jesus is always using the Old Testament to describe who he is. If you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4, real quickly. Hebrews 4, verse 2, to set it up a little bit. In Hebrews, it, it goes on in verse 1, it's talking about the Israelites and the way they're living, trying to be of faith, the people of faith. It talks about them entering the promised land, but never entering the rest. And we hit that, we'll actually go to chapter 4, verse 1. It says, therefore, since a promise remained of entering his rest. In other words, it says they enter the promised land. Pay attention to this. In, in chapter 3, it says the children of God enter the promised land but do not get his rest. Do you know how many people are entering but not inheriting? 
They're entering the promised land that God has for them. But it says in Isaiah 30, 15, you must repent and return to rest to find salvation. Oh, come on, church. Many of us are stepping into the power and the principles of God without the character of God. We're talking about the aspects of God instead of God himself. And let me tell you something. It is amazing and it is powerful. You could talk about the characteristics and aspects of God for eternity. You just won't be with God doing it. Come on, church. I don't want to just talk about the aspect. I could sit here right now and talk about the aspect of how wonderful my wife is. But we're not going to have a good marriage if I'm staying here. You guys staying with me? And here it is. The Israelites are in the promised land, but they're not into the rest. And in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since a promise remains, what's the remains? Of entering his rest. There's a promise for you and I today that we're not like the children of God, that we go into the promised land and not enter the rest. We can enter the rest today. How many want the promise of God fulfilled in you today? How many want to be the answer of the Lord's prayer that he taught us? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. How many want to stop praying that prayer as it's to come one day and actually be the answer? Ooh, let heaven invade. And this is what he says. Let us fear, lest any seem to have come short of it. What did I just say? Let us fear if we do not enter the rest, but we enter into the promise. You get the promise, but not the rest. You have the aspects of God, but you forget the heart of God. It's like getting married and living the principles of marriage without being with your wife. Football games being more important. Work being more important. Putting money in the bank account being more important doing all the husbandly things, but never actually participating in a relationship with your spouse. Oh, come on now. We talked about this last night. Now watch this in verse 2. This power is powerful. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. You guys hear what that just said? The gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Who was the them? The Israelites. In the Old Testament, they had the gospel, the good news, in the Old Testament. The problem was, they took all that God said and tried to do it without God. They tried to obey the law instead of spend time with the one that is the law. They didn't go up to the mountain to get the law. They told somebody else to go up the mountain, give us the ways, and we'll try to obey them. They didn't go spend time with the king. They sent their leader to go spend time with the king and then come back and instruct him. How many know in the church today, we tell our pastor to go out there and get with the king, although we don't give him time to do it, first of all. We tell him make him run around and do everything else as well, plus get some time with the king. Then come back and tell us the word, and we think we're walking with Christ. The Lord is drawing the church today into repentance and a healthy repentance, like with that of my wife saying, baby, I'm really sorry. It's ready to get together. I want to be with you. I'm sorry I've been separated, but I want to get together. How many know that's some good repentance and some good rewards? <laughs> Love that, man. I am ready to go home. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, is exactly right. For indeed, the gospel was preached in the Old Testament. Many of us make the Old Testament like these cute old stories, and, but it really begins when Jesus showed up. Jesus has been from the beginning. He was the Word, and the beginning was the Word, and he created. Woo, come on, someone. That's good stuff. And I want to share the gospel really quickly, as quickly as possible, in the Old Testament. All right, you guys with me? 
for uh, speed's sake, can I get one of you guys to help me write these up here real quickly when it's time? So, the, the um, Israelites, how many know, um, how, many, how many remember the story of Moses getting the people set free from Egypt? You guys remember that story? We're going to talk about that story. That's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to see what's called a two-post, a shadowing, a liking unto, that what Jesus will use to preach the gospel. Now pay attention. This is not a lesson so you can go back and regurgitate all the facts. This is going to be a power encounter if you pay attention to it. It will set you free from false thinking about God and enter into who God fully is. How many know you can be with God and still not fully understand God? How many want to fully understand him? He's, he's, and he wants us to. And so this is going to help us see how cool God is, how powerful he is, how control God is in, and it's going to be an awesome opportunity. So here it is. How many days... Oh, where was, Bo, where was Moses born? In Egypt. Now, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Bethlehem, but then where do you have to go after that? Egypt. Now, Moses is out in the desert for how many years? 40 years. How long is Jesus out in the desert for before he begins his ministry? Both into the desert, both hanging out for 40s. One's Jesus who only needs a few days. The other one needs a few years. So you guys staying with me? <laughs> Jesus has come to set the captives free. What does Moses say to Pharaoh? Set my people free. And what's going on with the people of God right now? They wanted food and they wanted shelter. That's how they got in Egypt in the first place. And they never ended up leaving. Oh, come on, church. They never denounced God. They just wanted food, and they needed shelter, and they needed water, and they never ended up leaving. Why do you think at the very end when they do leave Egypt, they take the goods of Egypt? That's what they were supposed to do in the first place, but they ended up staying too long. How many know you hate the world too long? You'll become a slave to that world. Even if you're chosen, even if you're called, you'll have the promise of God, but you'll lack the relationship with God. You'll be going off the hands of Pharaoh instead of the hands of God. It says in Isaiah 30, actually in the beginning, it says, You trusted Pharaoh. You have not trusted me. Now you can reap, reap the rewards of Pharaoh. I don't want the rewards of Pharaoh. Pharaoh's only there to use you to get what he wants. He'll pay you as long as you're convenient, but then he'll put you away as soon as you're not. Well, come on now. And how many know that the Israelites were there, they were building brick and so how they built brick then is they had a big pit of mud, and, and they, they stomp in that mud, and they keep on stomping, and then they take it, and they form this, this mud into brick with straw, and they form it, and then they dry it, and then they drag it, and that's how they made the pyramids and the buildings for the Egyptians. Anybody an auto mechanic? Anybody know an auto mechanic? Yeah? You know the thing about an auto mechanic is it doesn't matter how much they wash, there's always grease to be found. Isn't that true? They wash, and they wash, and look, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you kind of, ooh, out, you got... Right? There's grease everywhere. And how many know, no matter how much the Israelites wash, there's still dirt to be found. And no matter how much you try to wash from yourself, as long as you're still of your old kingdom, a slave to your lust and desires, there'll still be dirt to be found. Even if you come to church every day and try to follow law, there'll still be dirt to be found. Are you guys staying with me? Slave to the desires of the world instead of a slave to love the King of kings and Lord of lords. And how many know, for food, water, and shelter, we sure will sell out our soul, won't we? And we're not going to denounce God, we're just not living for God. We have proclamation without a life. Why do you think Jesus says, I have no place to lay my head? What was he doing? I'm giving an opportunity to come out of Egypt with me, but you're going to have to let go of your desire for, for shelter. Are you hungry? No, I've already eaten. Where did you eat from? From my heavenly Father. He's given an invitation not to be no longer moved by food, but moved by the Father. Who, that's why Jesus says, I am the bread of life. 
They said, I have riches. Let me bless your ministry. Basically, he says, sell it all. Give it to somewhere else and come follow me. You guys staying with me? He dealt with the very basis of the need because a lot of people want the dirt off. And he's saying, but do you want out of Egypt? Are you just wanting to get clean for a meal or you want to be set free from this whole concept? Remember, his ways are not our ways. Oh, come on, church. We need to start thinking different. We need a renewed mind. Woo. A lot of us get our hearts saved, but don't get our minds saved. But he said, put on the helmet of salvation. That we bow down to his thinking, not have him bow down to our thinking. Oh, come on, someone. Come on. We need to be set free. And so long as a pastor, I told people that Jesus would hurt, would bend his ear for you. And I want to tell you something. He wants you to bend his ear for him. Not because he's so awesome. Yeah, it is because he's so awesome. Not because he wants to be like, obey me. But because his way is so much better for you. I don't bend my ear for my two-year-old. I make my two-year-old come to me because I got better things for them. Are you staying with me? Not because I want to hurt them, because I want to bless them more. Then they can bless themselves. Come on, church. Freedom. And so here's how many know the enemy, the one that wants the throne, knows that we want a throne, and he'll keep us in the bondage and keep us slaving by giving us house, food, and shelter as long as we won't sell out for Jesus. Oh, come on, church. And how many know Pharaoh kept those Israelites just nice and tent and happy? They got food, water, and shelter. What do they complain about when they're in the desert? You took us out of this desert, we have no water nor food. And they wanted to go back where? They were willing to go back with Egypt instead of spend time with Jesus over food and water and shelter. Do you not think that's the same call? We tell everybody, repent for all the evil. I need to tell you something, repent for your thinking. You if you don't own the old thinking, you can't give it away to get the new thinking. I want some new thinking going on here. How many want power encounters with God and walk with the ways of God? How many want to walk on the storm instead of let the storm walk on you? You have to have a renewed mind. Put on the mind of Christ. Put on the kingdom thinking. Stop thinking like men and start thinking like God. Do you think God is worried about your shelter? No, he says, I'm the banner over you. Come on. I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the stone that you can build this house upon. Did he not just tell you that he has it all taken care of? But we're like, we don't see that, so we're going to trust our hands, and then maybe one day you'll prove yourself, and then I'll trust you. But I do love you. <laughs> Somebody told me, don't tell me I don't love Jesus. I said, I didn't. You just did by the life you live. Come on now. You can say, well, no, you can't preach on me. I can definitely preach at you. You don't have to receive it. We're so like, want to secure, we want our security so bad. Why do we want security so bad? Who are we concerned about? I'm not worried about my security in Jesus. I'm worried to keep my eyes on him and I'm secure. Oh, come on. That's good stuff. I love it. It makes me so happy to think it, meditate on it. I don't love just saying it to you. I love saying it to my heart and living that place. Okay, so I don't know where I was. Oh, yeah. So. Pharaoh is holding them down in the muck and mire, but they're satisfied because of shelter, water, and food. And here comes Moses, and he says, set my people free. Set my people free. And what does Pharaoh say? No way. You're not having them. And even the Israelites are like, who are you? We're just fine. (laughs) We're slaves. We're good to go. It's like, you're not good to go. Come on out. Who are you? You're some crazy desert man. How many know Jesus? You're some crazy desert man telling us to repent. Of what, what are you telling us to repent of? We're just fine. As they're a slave to Rome. Wow. 
enslaved their own heart. They couldn't even see Jesus, the Messiah. And they had Moses right there trying to show them the picture, and they couldn't see it. Even though they studied the scripture, they couldn't see the truth. Do you know what I mean? He says, you, st- he says, you study the word thinking you're finding truth when truth is standing right in front of you. It's not the scriptures that set you free. It's the word that sets you free. Oh, come on, church. Yes, the scriptures are the word, but it's, he's more than that. He was before and he's after the written word. All right, so Pharaoh says, no way. G- Moses brings down. and br- How many know God likes to pick fights because he always wins? <laughs> he's really good. He always wins. And so he tries to get Pharaoh to do it with a drop on a, you know, a staff, turns into a snake and a few other things. And Pharaoh's like, hey, I can do that too. How many know the enemy will try to show off as well, right? So how many know, though, this is really cool, all the plagues that God brought onto Egypt weren't random. They were actually things that the, Israel, I mean, the Egyptians worshipped. And so they had this one God that they worshipped. It was a man body with a frog head. And God says, you want to worship a frog? Have all the frogs you can handle. And gave them the plagues of the frogs. He just gave them what they were worshipping. And you know what they did? Oh, no, no, no. You win. You're the true God. And they denounced that God and, pick, and chose God as the true God. How many know he's picking a fight and winning every one of them, right? So good. The last plague, though. The last plague is a really interesting plague. It's called the ple- it was called the Passover. Everybody remember the Passover? It's when the death angel went over the house. Yes? So he goes over the house. Passover is the beginning of all the feasts. There are seven feasts. Would you write that up there? Seven feasts. I'm only going to go over three of them detailed. The rest I'm not going to detail. It's going to be really quick. Four of them. De- no. Two of them detailed. Two of them medium. Three barely at all. Okay. But the first one, we're going to stay in it for a minute, so stay with me. This gives you a little timetable. There's seven feasts. How many know what number is seven? It's perfection, God's number. The seven feasts took seven months from spring to fall. Passover is always in the spring. We just got done with Passover a week and a half ago. It was after Easter this time. It was Passover just took place a week and a half ago. And it goes on for seven months, and the last feast is at the end of seven months. Huh, seven, seven. Maybe that's just God just being funny. Okay, so seven, seven. So here we go. We got seven feasts. And Passover was the beginning of all the other feasts. Now, the Jews have two calendars. They have a calendar, the 12-month calendar like you and I have from January 1st to January 1st. Third of those is like somewhere in October or somewhere. It's not. It's in the fall. But theirs is, that's how they do their annual calendar. And then they had the second calendar, which started with Passover, which was called their spiritual calendar, agriculture calendar. How many know that's pretty awesome? How many know you and I have to have two calendars? Our birth calendar for mom and dad, and then we should have our spiritual calendar. You guys staying with me? And so here's in Passover that they were to find a firstborn male lamb. What were they supposed to find? A firstborn male lamb, and they are to inspect it for four days to make sure there was no flaws in this lamb. They would take that lamb at midday, and midday for the Jews was different than our midday. Their days were from 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. Ours are 12 a.m. to 12 a.m. It's interesting. We end our day with entertainment and busyness, and then start our day again. I'm sorry, we end our day with rest and start our day with busyness. They ended their day and went into rest. At 6 p.m. is a new day. And so midday was 3 o'clock. Everybody say 3 o'clock. So at 3 o'clock, they would take that firstborn male lamb after four days of inspection, take it, and cut its throat, pour the blood into a bucket, take hyssop, it has a bunch of little twigs to it, take hyssop in there to put it on a doorway. We don't really have a doorway, so you're going to make a doorway for us real quickly. There you go. And there to put the blood, 
yeah, that part wasn't there. All right, so <laughs> there to put the blood here, here, and here, and it dripped down here. Anybody see something going on there? Remember I talked about the cross being a doorway. Pay attention. They're to put the blood on that doorway. Now let me ask you something about Jesus. He was a firstborn male. John 1.29 tells us he is the Lamb of God. Do you know when he entered Jerusalem? They invited him to so many feasts. He kept on saying, it is not my time yet. But on this day, after three and a half years of our earthly ministry, do you know what day that he entered Jerusalem in as the firstborn male lamb? Four days before Passover. And it says in history there was 250,000 firstborn male lambs that are to be sacrificed four days later. And here comes Jesus incognito. How many know that's pretty awesome? How many know he's on time? And what do they do for Jesus for four days as they're doing these lambs? The Pharisees try to find any flaw in them. They can't find it, so they have to falsely accuse him. Now let me go back to the Passover. They were to take that lamb. They were to eat its innards and its outer. That meant the eyeballs, intestines, you know, all that stuff. They eat it all. How many know you are what you eat? It's true. Cannibals uh, believe that, that cannibals wouldn't eat all of us. If they came in and took us over, they wouldn't eat all of us. They'd find one of us that they actually thought was like a god. They would worship that one, and the rest of us either kill or enslave. They worship that one. They feed that person a lot, and then they would kill that one and eat it so they could become like that god. You guys staying with me? That's why when Jesus says, you must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, people are like, peace out. That's too much for me. They thought he's teaching cannibalism. You guys staying with me? Dang. Oh, you could have kept it going. I had a new, not, one more move. I was in it, but it's all right. It's all right. It's good, good. It's good. All right, so that, uh, man, I got in that tomb. Where was I at? Passover. Oh, hmm? Uh, so anyway, they, Jesus, on the night of Passover, oh, so I'm sorry. They had to take that lamb, and they had to eat the innards and the outers. They had to eat the legs so they can walk like God, eat the eyes so they can see like God, eat the heart so they can have the heartbeat of God. Come on, someone. It might be ew, but it's powerful. All right, so now pay attention to this. Jesus sits down on the night of Passover, and what does he say? You must eat of my, whoo, drink of my. We all, that's so cute, communion. No, that was an encounter of Passover, consuming Yes, it's to remember what he's done, but it's also first to remember who he is. Oh, come on, church. It's so powerful. If you could take communion wrong and get sick and die, how many know it's so much powerful when you take it right? Woo! I love that stuff. That makes me so excited. We should have communion. Okay, but how many know? So the night of Passover, remember the night of Passover at this, after starts at 6 to 6, he has what? He says, eat of me and drink of me. He fulfills that Passover. And then guess what they do? At, they take Jesus that night, and they begin crucifying him at 9 o'clock in the morning. And Gentiles do this, not Jews. And do you know what time Jesus gives his last breath? The firstborn male lamb? Midday at 3 o'clock, he says, it's finished. You guys not getting this. How many know if you not have not partaken of Passover, then you have not begun your new birth and started your new birth calendar? You guys staying with me? As this is the first feast of all the feasts. It's the first of importance. But you first must know the lamb that you're eating. Oh, come on, someone. You've got to know the lamb you're eating, and then you must celebrate that feast with that lamb that gave his life for that thing. Are you guys staying with me? Pay attention. How was Jesus able to hit that feast nailed on even to the minute that he gave his last breath when he was being beaten for, what is that, six hours straight 
and he did not die until he finally goes, it's finished. And the crazy thing was, it says that we know the Pharisees left before Jesus died, and guess, guess also was given their last breath, 250,000 other lambs, because they were still in the religion instead of the relationship. They were in the principles of God instead of the heart of God. They had the letter of God instead of the heartbeat of God. Well, come on, church. And just because you read the New Testament doesn't mean you change what's going on here. Many can still read the New Testament and have the letter of it without having the heart of it. Come on. You guys staying with me? How many are seeing that Jesus, what he did was a door to enter in? Because what happens now? Now the Passover happens. What do the Israelites have to do when they, before the, even as Passover happens? It says, get your clothes on, get your sandals ready, and make sure there is no leaven. Uh, first feast is Passover. Make sure there is no leaven in the house. Sweep the corners, sweep it out. What does it, leaven mean in the Old Testament? It means sin. Get rid of any pride. Get anything out. That the leaven causes the bread to rise. Without leaven, it keeps it flat. Do you know what you and I need to say? Flat. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. That's not one time. That's continual. I hear the humble heart. What is he saying? Those that are saying that they are not, so he can be. Oh, come on, someone there. And so they're supposed to sweep it out. Do you guys know what the second feast is? The feast of unleavened bread, showing that you and I can live lives since the blood, holy before God, which we talked about three nights ago. You guys catching this? Well, you, you and I are to sweep it out and say, God, here's all my junk that it was me when I was the king of my life, when I was living for Pharaoh, having all this stuff. I'm humble. I'm not doing it my way. My way got me into Egypt. My way got me chasing house, food, water, and that Pharaoh. I want your ways. I'm sweeping out this stuff. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm going to start following you. Are you guys staying with me? How many know they didn't know what they were doing? They never knew what they were doing. They had to follow a cloud by day and fire by night. They had no idea what they were doing. You know how many Christians want a vision for tomorrow but don't have a vision for the Christ today? Wow. And when people say we're, we're straight, we go astray or fall astray, we don't have vision, oh, my brothers and sisters, they're missing the point. If you don't have his eyes, then you're going to go astray because it's a revelation vision, not a future vision of your own career. Are you guys staying with me? We got to start laying down these careers and trying to find our identity in what we do. The reason we find our identity in what we do is because men tell us. But when you know from Christ, you don't need a man to tell you. Woo, Jesus set us free from the imprisonments of others in our own heads. That we have to find significance in our abilities to do something on this earth instead of letting the heaven's abilities be done in my heart. Jesus, let it be set us free that we have a new identity. We have an identity crisis in the church right now. We're trying to get God and man instead of just God separate us from man. You can't have Pharaoh and God, my friends. I'm sure Pharaoh said, good job making those bricks. You're doing a really good job. You're a brick technician. You're a, hey, how many know with all the jobs now, we always give these crazy names to them now, right? Technicians and, no, dude, you're just a server. You know what I mean? (laughs) Somebody told me the stewardess in my plane was there for security. I think the above average was 65. I'm thinking, they're not there for my security. They're there to give me some food and drinks. You know what I mean? They're not there to help me with my my seatbelt either. That's a 1950 seatbelt. I got it figured out. But anyway, that's beside the point. But Pharaoh will keep you in thinking you're cool. But if you know who you are with God, then Pharaoh can't identify you. So you might have a job, but the job no longer identifies you. God does. And you no longer use your hand, but God's hands. Okay, that's... You stop looking for a promotion in this earth, and you realize you've already been promoted. All right, so... Unleavened bread, showing that you... So first the blood sets us free. First we seek the lamb then the blood, and then we were able to live holy. Now, how many know Jesus died and rose on the third day? For those that 
ever deal with critics or atheists, they're going to say, no, he's only down for two, but they're not counting right because they don't understand the Jewish calendar. It's from six to six. So remember, he died at three o'clock on Friday. That's day one. Day two, day three, and you guys can do the counting, I hope. In Georgia, sometimes we have to go over it, but that's okay. <laughs> Number three, though, this one's awesome. Jesus says, I'll know you by your fruit. Do you know the day, the second feast, the thir third feast is? It's called the Feast of First Fruits. Do you know when that happened? The third day after Passover. Do you know when Jesus rose from the dead? He rose on the Feast of First Fruits. How many know if Jesus can die, set us free from our sins, and then rise up to show that you and I can have the grace to live differently than the world fruits? Mercy sets us free from sin, and grace empowers us to have a different image. Oh, come on, church. Woo! This is fun. Now, the Israelites are wandering. Pay attention to this. The Israelites are not wandering. The Israelites leave Egypt. They're packing out. They got their unleavened bread. They got their shoes on. They're taking the gold from Egypt. Ooh, come on. And they get up there, and they get to the Red Sea after three days. <laughs> Let me ask you something. They've been freed from Egypt by the blood, but what's coming after them right now? They were saved from the power, and they're saved from Egypt by the blood of the Lamb, but now they get to the Red Sea, and now they are trapped, and now what is coming after them? And how many know, many have been saved by the blood of the Lamb, but their old man, they haven't dealt with yet. And they're wandering around Egypt, hoping to make it, get away from that old man, running away, run away, run away. And the Holy Spirit has mercy to keep him off for a while, but eventually he's going to let it go, because there's only one way out. Now, remember, they were in the muck and mire back in that day. What happened when the Red Sea parted? That's pretty amazing. The water separated, right? But then it says on dry ground. About three, four, 4,000 years of water going, it's not going to be easily dried. But how many know he'll make a way? You never have to go back to the muck and mire of the world again. That He'll make a way to be on dry ground. Two go in, the new man and the old man who comes out. That's why Jesus says, be saved and be baptized. Baptism is not a symbol, my friends. There's nowhere actually in Scripture that says it. It actually is an encounter of death and life. Two go in, one come out. Oh, come on, church. Two go in, one comes out. We are saved by the blood, but just like a marriage, when I tell my wife, and, the, and when I marry somebody, or get to do the marriage, they say their vows to one another. They are now, and I get to pronounce them as... Man and wife, they are, uh, they are married. Now pay attention to this. That's, oh, I didn't even get that. Two go in and one comes out. But not yet, actually. This is the beginning. But yes, kind of. Hold on. They got, it is really true what he just said. But we're going to get a little crazy here. And then they had to, but they had to also, they're married, but they still have to do something to be married. That's a sign, a legal document. Then they're still not done. They need to go home and do something called consummated marriage. And that was God's idea, not man's idea. Ladies, it's God's idea. <laughs> now, pay attention. This is awesome. Now, two go in and one comes. The dead man of the old man should be gone and the new one together comes out. How many know that's pretty powerful? That was a new revelation from Pastor to me. That was awesome. Now I get to preach. <laughs> but pay attention. Too many of us have gone and said, look at what I'm, look at, I must be a Christian. Instead of, oh, God deal with my old man. I want him left in Egypt in that water. And the old Pharaoh came with all his power and was destroyed. And the new man came out, looked back, and went, well, what did, what did, what did the Christian, what did the Israelites do? Nothing. Just follow God. Turned around. Looked back. 
bam, all of Egypt's power gone in a second. That held him down for 400 years was gone in a second. Woo, come on, someone. Be saved and be baptized. Why do you think Peter, when he preached the gospel to 3,000, immediately he took them into the water? Woo, be saved by blood, water, and spirit. It's a process. Yes, you are saved by the blood. You are saved. But guess what's still not been dealt with? Still, guess what's still alive? You've repented of the old man. You've been set free from the old man. But he's going to chase you down until you hit that water. Some of you are dealing with addictions because you haven't understood the things of baptism or haven't even been baptized yet. Because you've been, you go, Jesus, I believe you, I want you, but you have your power, the old man still has power over you because you've not gotten out of Egypt yet. He's not letting you stay in Egypt. He wants you out of Egypt. Woo, come on, somebody. So the blood and water. So we're moving on. The Israelites go, and they get through the water, and they get to Mount Sinai, where Moses gets the Ten Commandments, which is about 40-some-odd days later. It's actually 50 days from Passover. Does anybody know what that's called when Moses gets the Ten Commandments? Does anybody, that's the fourth feast. Does anybody know what that fourth feast is called? Pentecost. You're the only ones ever said that. Good stuff. Pentecost. 50 days. Penta means 50. 50 days after Passover... They get the ways of God. So Moses goes up. He gets the Ten Commandments from God, the way of God. And then he comes back down. And what does he see the Israelites doing? What are the children of God doing? While the man of God's up there. What's the man, what are the people doing? Remember, the, why are they sacrificing? What do they bring to themselves? They took the gold of Egypt. And what did they build? And why did they build it? Because they had no food and water. And so what do they say? We don't have any food and water, so let's take the Egyptian product, make an Egyptian god. Now remember, the power of Egypt was dead, but the desire of Egypt still lived. How many remember when we talked about desire? Satan cannot make me sin, but he can sure help me go back to my desires and bring Egypt without any power and give it power to my life. You know how many Christians have given Egypt power in its life when it had no power? You guys staying with me? And here comes Moses. He sees him and goes, what are you doing? And he breaks the Ten Commandments showing that you and I can never fulfill them. We'll instantly break it. And do you know how many people died that day? It says about 3,000. Now let's jump up to after Jesus dies and raises again. He hangs out for some odd days, 40 days or so. Then he leaves. And the, the Israelite, I mean the 120, go into the upper room for how many days? Ten days they hang out there. Pay attention to this. They rested for 10 days. They did not do the law. They waited to be fulfilled by the law. Before we had 10 things we had to do or not do, and now they're waiting for 10 days. And as they wait in one accord, one mind, we talked about this last night, what happened on the day of Pentecost? Pentecost is not Acts chapter 2. It's the day of Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit fell. How many are seeing Jesus and the Holy Spirit are really on time? And you guys remember what happened? They got filled with the Holy Ghost, and now they no longer have to obey the law. They're the fulfillment of the law. They're not murderers. They're not adulterers. They're not coveters. They're not sinners. They're the Holy Spirit in them, and that's who lives, and that's who reigns in their life now. Now pay attention to this. Then Peter preaches, and how many get saved that day? About 3,000. The law kills, but the Spirit gives life. Are you guys seeing this? I'm here seeing that God's actually in control with man being still have free will. God's control is so big that free will can still be seen in there, but he's still in control. He used Gentiles, he used Jews, he used all kinds of things. And for those that are theologians, I want, you to, I want to give you something here, just a little something to chew on. Calvinism and Arminianism. Selecting God or being selected. How about this? Which, they asked the wrong question. They said, how do we get saved? 
Does God choose us or do we choose God? They ask the wrong question. That's a self-question. My question is, how do I glorify God? And we see in Scripture, both glorify God. He selects, he selected the Israelites, but he let Rahab and he let Ruth choose. Isn't that beautiful? Whatever gives God glory. I know our minds go, wait, it has to be a certain order. No, it doesn't. Get out of your order and get in God's order. It's about him, not your processor. Whatever gives the larger conversation for those who are here or there, whatever gives him glory. And this is important. Here's God ushering the Israelites so they're fumbling around and they still have free will, but somehow he still gets them in right where he wants them. He gets Jesus and brings Jesus through, this, through the Jews, through his disciples, and through Gentiles and fulfills Passover to the detail. Woo! There's the first four. The last three, I'm, not gonna, I'm barely going to mention them. But let me say this to you. And then I'm going to go back to the desert, and then we're done. So, ten minutes. Somebody look at that clock. I like that. <laughs> but that, yeah, that clock's fast. I'm just kidding. So, here it is. So, here it is. Uh, what was I talking about? I was talking about the last three feasts. Now I get an extra 30 seconds. Last three feasts. Okay. Last three feasts. The next feast is the Feast of Trumpets. How many know Jesus is going to come back with a trumpet? It might be his voice, it might not be a little, but it's going to be a trumpet, the Feast of Trumpet. Now, the next feast, it's in within 21, it's, these three feasts take the, they add, and they're in seven months after Passover, they start seven months after Passover, and they end within 21 days. You remember the first three feasts, they happen in three days? Then, Passover, then Pentecost is by itself, and then the last feast, three feasts happen in 21 days. And how many know Jesus says, you will not know the day or hour, but you will know the season? If Passover is in spring and he hasn't missed any of the feast, do you think he's going to miss these three feasts? Ooh. Everybody tells me he's going to come back any day. He's going to come back any day within 21 days. He said, well, then I could party until his last. No, because if you haven't celebrated the other four feasts, you won't be ready for the last three feasts. Well, come on, church. We're going to know spiritually the season, and we're also going to know physically the season. We don't know the day or an hour because it goes 21 days. We have no idea. Now, the first feast is trumpets. I mean, the fifth feast. The sixth feast is atonement. What's the bride supposed to do before he comes? Make sure she is ready to go. Straighten out that dress. Make sure pure and spotless is what it is. And then the last feast is a feast of harvest. How many know he's coming back for a harvest? Another word for all those three feasts and even the last feast is called the feast of tabernacles. How many know he wants to tabernacle with you? Oh, come on, church. He doesn't want to be with Adam and Eve and just hang out with you in the garden. He wants to tabernacle with you. How many know he's perfectly on time? Too many of us have been questioning God, where are you? He's on time. You're just not. You probably are on time. You're just not registering that you're on time. Don't rush God. God will not be rushed. Wait upon the Lord. He says, be still and know that I'm a God. Wait and I will act. Be, just be, who, be there and I will come. In other words, we, too many times we're getting our hands busy and what we end up doing, we build Egyptian idols to try to produce natural things instead of waiting for the supernatural to come. I remember the Lord asked me to step away from my job, making great money, two, I had two cars, a house, three kids at the time, and God said, do not even raise support. I had no idea how I was going to pay my bills month to month. I told my wife, I said, I guess we're going to sell our house, sell our car, I'm going to get a bicycle and, and I, maybe camp or get a trailer. I don't know what we're going to do. I had no idea, but I said, God, for you, I'll do anything. Woo! People knocking at my door randomly at night going, I don't know what just happened. The conviction of the Holy Spirit just came. And I, just, I don't even know what's going on in your life, but I need to give you this money. Uh, honey! <laughs> and it got so crazy. It's still this crazy. My wife and I are sitting at the kitchen table. 
we have like eight kids now, so there's a lot of us, and our table only fits like not that many. And so we're sitting there at the, the old table, and we're sitting there like, wow, we kind of need to get a bigger table. And that's just kind of, as after all the kids got up, we said, like, oh, it'd be kind of nice to get a bigger table. And that was the end of the conversation. The next night, day, a lady whose husband just died, he worked for a big auto company for 29, no, 39 years. On his 39th year, they wrote him three bogus write-ups and fired him so they didn't have to give his pension. He says, I'm going to have to take you to this court. He says, take us to court. By the time you're dead, then you'll see your money. That's what they told him. How sad is that? So he goes into construction, and a year later, he falls off a roof and dies. This lady has no money. Her name's Faye. The next day, after my wife and I said that, that was it. I forgot about the conversation. I didn't even think about it. Old little Faye knocked on the door. Hey, Faye. She's prophetic. I'm like, I guess I'm getting a prophetic word. Come on in, Faye. She's like, honey, get your sons, and you need to go out to my car. I got something out there for you. I know this lady has nothing. So I walk outside, get the boys, I don't know, some boxes, brand new table and chairs. I go to my wife, I said, did you say something? Did you pray? Did you, did you say anything? She says, I even forgot about it. How many of you know he even give you the slightest of your desires? Come on. But you can't do the natural and hope the supernatural. You just got to do the supernatural. People say, how do you do it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even care. I just love him. I don't want to figure out how to walk on water. I just want to keep my eyes on Jesus. You try to explain the supernatural, you're going to put your eyes on the nat supernatural and miss the supernatural creator. I don't need to explain it all. I just need to keep looking at his eyes. Ooh, Jesus. That got me excited. All right, so, and so, here it is. We have the seven feasts. How many know if he can fulfill all those feasts, he's going to fill those last ones on time? How many know he has your time, he has your life perfectly in time? This season's perfect right now. When you realize it, then you'll come to peace. Otherwise, you'll be in war with God. Come with peace with God right now and know that he's a God that's in control, even with your free will. Because I believe in free will. I just believe his sovereignty is so big. It's like both. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's mind-blowing. It's beyond my thinking. It's beyond my thoughts. It's, I can't even comprehend it. I'm just like, I can't comprehend eternity, much less his will. <laughs> it's like, whoa, his, you know, his ultimate will. Like, I'm just like, whoa, so awesome. All right, so now the Israelites are going through the desert. I mean, so they got the blood. They got the water. They got Pentecost. And they're being led by the desert, but in the desert, how? By fire at night, cloud by day, the Holy Spirit. They're eating from heaven. What are we supposed to be eating from? Heaven. They're getting the manna daily. How many know we need to get our daily manna from heaven? Not just on Sunday, not on a random, not when we're worried or stressed out or have a need, but literally just encounter God and eat with him and partake of him because we're desperate for him. And I'm going to tell you, when did they get the manna? Anytime? No, it was the morning before the day started. When did Jesus pray? In the morning. He said, I could pray anytime. You sure can. But you don't start your day, you may not end your day. Oh, come on, someone. I start my day with the greatest thing in my life, not get busy and then call on to his name later on in my life. It's start my day. Do whatever you want. It's not a command. It's an opportunity. Not a command. Let me make it really clear. It's an opportunity. Do you guys understand that? So don't beat yourself up, but take the invitation. Yeah, amen? All right. So uh, they're eating bre bread. Where are, they getting, where are they getting the water from? A rock. And in Corinthians, it actually tells us this rock follows us. It says the rock was following them. So imagine being the last tribe of Israel, and here comes the, the rock following you, getting your kids like, get away from water world. Come on, kids. Get, I mean, just imagine chasing it. And it says, how many know he says he is that rock? Yeah. He is the living water. He is the bread of life. And how many know we're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit? But how many, how many know they're going through the desert? Too many people say, Dan, I pray. Would you pray for me I'm in the desert? I need to get out of it. I'm saying, I'm not going to pray for you to get out of the desert. I'm going to tell you to actually enjoy the desert. Because you know what's in the desert? Nothing but God. 
You know what's, you know what's romantic? When it's just me and my wife, which isn't often because I have eight kids, but it's romantic when it happens. And so when her and I just get together, I was like, what's up? Imagine like, oh, I, would you pray for me, honey? I really want to get out of this situation just being with you. The desert, the desert takes you off your eyes off of the rest of the world. There's nothing out there. And keeps your eyes just on him. It's romantic in the desert. Ooh, come on. And he says this in Deuteronomy 8. He says, I give them food, but I keep them hungry to test their hearts. Will they still want Egypt? Or will they be hungry to keep coming after me? Wow. He's drawn them, but most people get offended by being hungry. We want to be full. He says, I will fill you. Just keep your eyes on me. Oh, come on, church. And it says, they in, how many enter the promised land? Blood-bought, water-baptized, spirit-led, eating of manna from heaven, from the rock, the living water, following the Holy Spirit. How many enter the promised land? Just because you enter into the desert does not mean you inherit the promise. Come on, church. How many entered? Many will try to enter the kingdom of God. Who are those? Those that say, God, what do you have? Who are the few? God, I want you. God, I'll follow if you give me a house, food, and shelter. The other one says, take it all. I don't need an image. I don't need this world. I don't need anything. I hate my mother, my brother, my sister, and love for the sake of loving you. You, love for, love for you is that much greater than them. It will look like hate. Now, when I say that, I don't actually hate my wife. I just love God that much in comparison. Are you guys staying with me? It's not a close, it's not a close second. My family is not a close second to the love of my God. And you're way further than that, just so you know. And so is ministry. But the love of God will make me do crazy things. Right. Like come to Toledo, Ohio. Right. To spend most, and I don't mean this meanly, but I just want to be honest, to spend time with half of you while I leave my ministry and the stuff from here, it'll make you do crazy things. And I'm totally excited to do it, and I'll do it over and over again. Plus, I love everyone I got to spend time with. You guys have been amazing people. You guys have some of the most incredible pastors. You guys know that? <laughs> uh, guys, I'm not kidding. I'm not just pumping them up. I barely knew. I didn't know them before I came here. But I see pastors all over. You guys are spoiled rotten. You need to really love these people. Give them, a, give them some rest too. Really bless them. Really bless them. Tonight, I just dare you to give them money so they can go on a vacation. I just dare you. You don't have to. It's just an offer. Watch what God will do when you take care of his. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> that's just a side note. And they, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so here it is. They are, uh, what did I say? Oh, blah, blah. How many entered? Only two. What were those two? They went, into the, they went into the promised land and saw the treasures. The other ones went in there and complained. They saw what? The giants. You guys staying with me? Two went in. That's not God being mean. He saved them all to come in. He wanted all three million. He desired them to come in, but they still desired what Egypt had instead of what God had. They're focused on the promised land instead of the love of Christ in the deserts. Are you guys staying with me? So they enter in to the, the, the desert, but they didn't get to inherit the promise because they were not focused and fall in love with him. They wanted what he had instead of him. And so, now listen, there are more people that enter the promised land, not just two, but that was the new generation. The generation that went through and understood the blood, the water, didn't get it all. And I want to tell you today, church, let's not be like that. Why did he give us this? Why does, why does he say, it actually says, I think it's in Hebrews, it says that I give it to you like a blueprint or a shadow. I tell you what they went through so you no longer have to live it. We can see the map and realize what we don't want to do. One is we don't want to think God's not in control. We know that he is. And number two, 
We need to know, we don't want to just enter, we want to inherit. How do we inherit? Fall in love with the cloud. Fall in love with every piece of manna, even though it's the same stuff every day. Fall in love with that water he gives you. And fall in love with being hungry so you keep seeking him and not seek this world. That you won't get lazy, that you'll pursue him and continue to pursue him and continue to follow him no matter what it costs you because you're so in love with him. You won't want what everybody else has at the mountainside. You'll want the desert life with him. Three things, this is it. We're done. Ready? God's perfect in time. He hasn't missed it. He hasn't missed anything in your life. You can trust him. How many are seeing that right now? How many are ready to just trust him? Yeah. Say, God, I, you got it. If you could do all that, my life's way more simpler than that, I hope. Number two, just because you've been blood-bought, water-baptized, and spirit-filled doesn't guarantee you something. It gives you an offer for something. Amen? This life is really important. Not a ticket to heaven, but an opportunity for relationship unto heaven, heaven on earth. The number three thing is, most of my life, I believe in one baptism, one water baptism, I want to make that clear. But most of my life, I, was blood, I got baptized, I mean, I got saved, and then I got baptized, and I thought it was a symbol. And that's fine, I believe God can do all kinds of things. How many know when the Israelites went through, they didn't fully understand what they're engaging through, that happens. But I decided to get baptized a second time. And it is said in the scriptures about a second time. It says, you were baptized under John. Now you must be baptized under Jesus. I was baptized under a symbol. I was like, man, I want to be baptized with the Spirit doing something to me. So I did it a second time. And I'm telling you, that was 13 years ago. And my life has never been the same. Because I said, God, encounter me right now. I'm going into some, just some, some lukewarm or cold. I don't remember, My water is freezing. I'm going to some freezing water that has chlorine in it. It was a pool at somebody's house. It's just water. And I said, but this water right now is not a symbol. It's an encounter. How many know when you stirred the water, people were healed? Do you know the word heaven means water? That's what it means. I want to encounter heaven on earth. Do me. And two went in and one came out. Power to no longer be addicted to this world just took place then. Then I got to get in the desert and learn to love what he loves and to hate what he hates. Just because he's Lord doesn't mean he's your Lord. When you love what he loves and hate what he hates, then he's your Lord. Come on, church. You saying with me? So, how many realize you need to give God back control of your life right now? So they'll say, Lord, I give you control. I just give you control. Can I have some keys coming up or something? I just give, just, you begin to say it right now. Lord, I give you control. Lord, I give you control. I'm done. I, I forgive me, God. <laughs> forgive me for not trusting you. I trust you now. I trust you. I see the picture and I trust you. Anybody need Jesus to be the Lord and Savior and want to be set free from themselves? Is there anybody that needs the kingdom of God to come in your life and you want Jesus to set you free from you? Is there anyone that wants that? Raise your hand if you need Jesus in your life right now. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Would you choose to stand up? There's two right there. Would you two just stand up right there? Right quickly, you guys raise your hands. Stand up. Awesome. Anybody else need to stand up? Awesome. Awesome. Wow, four of you. Okay, awesome. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right, can you four just, I, because there's four of you, I could have done two, but four just come up here real quickly. Oh, three of you. That's fine. Three of you come up here real quickly. Come here real quickly. Just real quickly. Come up here with me. That's all right. Yeah, it's fine. So what we're going to do here, Pastor, would you come? Pastors. All we're going to do right now, and everybody's excited for you, just so you know, so don't worry about what anybody else thinks. They're like, it's like coming to the family. It's like coming to get Thanksgiving. You don't worry about who's there. You're looking at the food, right? What you're doing right now is just saying, I'm done with my life. I don't want my life anymore. I want yours. I want to be set free of my desire to run my life. I want the kingdom to come. I want Jesus, who you are, and all that you are in my life. I want to learn to love what you love and 
hate what you hate. And I want to be set free from me and my kingdom, me and my ways, me and who I am. And I'm going to, I believe that you died and paid the price to set me free. Pretty simplistic, but it's powerful. It's not complicated. You say, is it that easy? It's that easy, but it's that real. So I'm going to have your pastors lead you along in that prayer real quickly, pastors. Actually, one of you, I need the other one to cover me as I speak right now, so there's, because what I'm about to say, yeah, you're there. How many, is there anyone in the house tonight that wants to be, says, man, I had the blood, but I need to be water baptized, and maybe you've, have, you've never been water baptized, we can do it right now, we have water right here. You say, but I don't have change of clothes. You have them at home, it'll take you two minutes. And number two, maybe you've been baptized, you're just saying, man, I did it like you, Dan. I did it as a symbol, man. I want a power encounter with the Holy Spirit. I want my, my old man dead, my old woman. I want it done. I want two to go in and one to come out. If that's you today, you want to get baptized, we have a baptism. I know you guys do a lot of baptisms here, so maybe none of you. That's fine. But we just want to give you guys an opportunity tonight. Actually, you're probably the one church that I've been to in three years that does as many baptisms as you guys do. Most have their baptismal with dust and dirt in the back and not been touched. So I love what you do here. But tonight you say, man, I've been symbolized, and tonight I want to be spiritualized. I want to be set free. Or you've never been water baptized, and tonight you're saying, I want to be baptized. I want to get out of Egypt, and I want to get in the desert with Jesus. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Let me baptize you tonight. Awesome, awesome. We got two, we got three, we got four. So we're going to do this really quickly. Come on up. We're going to come right up here. We're going to baptize you guys quickly. Now, listen. This is really important. Hey, guys, listen. This is not a spectating sport. And let me say that again. This isn't a spectating sport. They're about to enter in with you into the promised land, into the desert with Jesus. We want to celebrate this. And we're going to sing songs over and over and over them. We're going to pray over them. We're going to encounter and let them encounter God. Pay attention to this. You're about to watch deliverance happen. Two go in and one come out. If you start feeling the Holy Spirit saying, I should do this, just do it. Jump on in. If not, cool. It's awesome. All right, so here we go. We're going to do this awesome and quick. We're going to sing all kinds of cool songs, probably Freedom, I don't know, something like that. Hang out. Yeah, Freedom. Get in the water, jump on in. I don't even know how you do this thing. This thing's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Put your feet up there, I'm guessing. Yeah, I could use my mic if you need to. Do we have the wireless mic? You're on. What are we doing okay. tonight? Um, I just want to say I was saved and baptized 16 years ago, and this message really hit me. I feel like that I have not walked in that freedom, Woo. and so I am receiving what you said tonight, and Paige, can you find us some towels? Okay, thank you.
Do you believe that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords? Yes. Is he your king? Yes. Do you believe he died and rose again to pay for your treason and yes. set you free? Are you ready for the desert life, just you and Jesus? Yes. Go ahead and sit on down. loving on me. He never quits. And every time I turn my back, he doesn't turn on me. There's no other love I'll experience from anybody else like that. And I shouldn't ever experience from anybody else. And, and that's that love that doesn't just set me free, but wants me to be free. Amen. Because Amen. it's unconditional love Amen. the Father has for me. Amen. That's why I'm getting baptized. I'm so thankful. Come on, come on. Do you believe that he's the king of kings? Yes. He's the Lord of lords. Yes. King of your life. Yes. You ready to love what he loves and hate what he hates? Yes. You ready to let him love you just the way you are? Yes. Yes. Just the way you are. You ready to let him love you? Yes. It's his way in the desert. Yes. Come on. You believe he died and rose again to pay for the treason? Yes. Sets you free? Yes. You ready for the desert life? Yes. Just you out there radically in love with the king of kings because you let him love you? Yes. You ready to let him love you as you are again? Sure. Yeah. 
You have the calling of Esther. Such intimacy with him. That you can also, because of your intimacy, move his heart like Mary did. Like Esther moved the king, like Mary moved the father's heart to weeping. You'll have that ability, and you won't even care that you have that ability. You just want more of him. And people are like, how do you move God like that? You're like, I'm being moved. <laughs> All right. You believe he's the king of kings? Oh, tell us what you're doing here. You have to believe he's with you at all times. Amen. You believe he's the king of kings? Yes. You ready to let him be your king? Absolutely. You ready to love what he loves and hate what he hates? Yes. You believe he died and rose again to set you free? Of course. From your treason? Yes. Yes. You ready for the desert life just to hang out with Jesus out there? Yeah. And a couple other freaks out there, but not much going on with Jesus, yes? Yeah. Woo! Man, you are going to move in such power in the supernatural. If you need a healing of love, let this girl just touch you a little bit, but don't take from her. Let her do it. Amen. Two go in. One comes out.
like five years. How many remember the days of fire she used to have? She used to be a woman of fire. That what you saw is nothing compared to what's about to come out. Not even the same. I mean, you're talking. Watch out. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, woo! Demons are going to have to be like 100 yards out at all times. Like you walk by bars, I wouldn't be surprised if people start running out. Power. Because now you're free to see his eyes again. You're not looking for his hands. You're looking at his eyes. And you've been overtaken by the fire of God. Woo! Man, I want to hang out. I want to hang out. Rub shoulders. Come on. I know this because I already see it in you. But you believe he's the king of kings and lord of lords. You believe his kingdom. He wants it inside of you. No longer your kingdom at all. No complaining about it either. No whining about it either. Celebrating it. You believe he died and rose again to even pay for all the sins you've done in the past. For your own kingdom. And for all the whining that's gone on. Woo! He paid it all. And you ready for the desert life? Just you and Jesus. Come on, let's do this thing. Come on, put it down. Sit on your... Two go in, one comes out. Deliverance about to take place by the Holy Spirit. Let's let it happen.
This is a girl that has a gift of seeing. And the things she's seen has made her a little bit nervous. But God right now is going to open the heaven doors. You're going to start seeing heavenly things. And you're going to freak out a little bit, but a cool freak out like, ah, whoa, more. And it's okay that you'll be cool, but when you start talking about God, sometimes people are going to feel like you're slightly strange. I'll tell you why. Because of how radical you are, just like the prophets. And you're going to be able to look. You know why you have a hard time looking in people's eyes? Because you see. And you also you don't always want people to see inside because you're not sure, but today confidence is going to come over you where you're going to be open to be able to see so you can look in other people's eyes and you're going to call for Jesus into it. How's that sound? Amen. Awesome. You believe Jesus is the Lord of Lords, King of Kings? Yes. Is he your king? Yes. You believe he died and rose again to pay for your treason? Yes. Are you ready to go through the water to be with Jesus? Just you and Jesus in the desert? Yes. Let's do this thing. Come on.
tell, tell us what we're doing here tonight. Why, why are you doing this tonight? Change of his kingdom. God's kingdom. Do you uh, do you believe that he died and paid the price to set you free from your kingdom? Yes. You ready for the desert life? Just you and him? Yes. You ready to be loved? Ready to be loved. Just for who you are. Maybe I'm wrong. You tell me I am. Okay. okay, so Gideon, you remember Gideon? He was the smallest of the smallest and of the most insignificant of the tribe of Israel. He still was a child of God. He was just like the lesser of the lesser. That's how they put the Israelites put him there. God never did. And God went to Gideon and said, you're going to be a man of war, and you're going to get rid and conquer the enemy. And he goes, me? I'm the smallest. I'm the littlest of the least tribe. And he was hiding. He wasn't standing. He was actually hiding. And God says, yeah, you. And he goes, me? He says, yeah, you. And Gideon says, okay. And Gideon took 10,000 men with him. And God says, that's too many. I want you to do it with 300. He took 300 men and conquered 120,000 men that were the enemy of Israel. And he became one of the greatest warriors. He went from Israel calling him insignificant to the man we all know to be victorious. You're going to go from doing what you feel is insignificant to encountering the enemy. And it says the enemy was running, and he chased the enemy and conquered the enemy. Conquering in your own life and begin to conquer it in other people's lives. Amen? You like that? I like that. That's a cool story. I'll receive it. You don't want to receive it. You found Yeah. Uh, it's all right. You're a processor. Yeah. Yeah. Press. I love that. So did Gideon. Gideon processed. 
No, he processed. But then eventually after he processed, he said, forget it all, let's roll. Woo! Awesome, why are we doing this tonight? Why, why are you getting baptized tonight? When I was 13, I was baptized. I was very nervous. And I don't even know what it is that I was doing. I knew that I wanted to, and I knew that I wanted to give my life to the Lord, but I was, I was you know, tentative in it. And now as an adult, I say, 100% Jesus, I want it your way. I want you to be Lord. I want to be used in your kingdom for his glory and not mine. So I'm here to do this because I want to do it. You have a gift of teaching. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gave um, a giddy response to that, but you really do have the gift of teaching. But keep going. Keep going. It's good. It's good uh, stuff. It, keep going. No, so I'm just looking to to live this life as he intended and I believe that this is the next step. Amen. Yes. You believe he's the king of kings and lord of lords? Definitely. Is he yes. your king? He is my You got king. off the throne of your life. Let him sit there. Yes. You believe he died and rose again to set you free? Yes. Are you ready for the desert, desert life? Just you and Jesus. Be like Marty in it. Let's yes. do it. Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Savior tonight, got in the water tonight, she's not waiting no three days, she's going to take care of business right now, so why don't you share with us a little bit what you did tonight. It's alright, we're excited with you. Everything. Yeah. I've turned over, so I'm trying to find, you know, my way. And I know God's calling me, but I, I can't get I stay right. So you're giving up your life so He can do it now. Yes. Do you know that it was? Hold on, listen. This is crazy. It's gonna sound crazy. Do you know that God was in part of it, losing everything? You want to know why? Because He wanted you. He was so in love with you. He wouldn't let you have any other love affairs. <laughs> Come on. And you're like, where's all this stuff going? Why is it leaving me? You're feeling lonely. He goes, I'm making you lonely so you'll look at me. How many of you know he's desperate for you? You're a powerful woman. You've been living a lot less than you were ever meant to be. You 
know there are diamonds in Walmart, and those are they're kind of expensive, but the really expensive diamonds are places that him and I, we can't even go because you have to have a lot of money to actually go in them. That's where you're at. The problem is in the past, you haven't seen it. So you've been on the wrong counter. So tonight, the Lord's saying, give me my diamond. It's mine. Nobody can touch it. Nobody else. It's coming with me where I can be with it alone. And call, talk about romance. More romance than you can ever say with the Holy Spirit in your heart. Fulfilling things in your mind and your heart that you've only dreamed about. Emotionally and mentally, he's going to really minister to you. How's that sound? That sounds great. Yeah, and there's going to be a real maturity that comes on you really quickly as you sit before the Lord. What takes people years is going to take a lot less, like days, as you sit before him. Don't let it puff you up. Just keep falling more in love. You believe he's the king of kings and lord of lords? Yes. Is he now your king? Yes. You gave up your throne that he might sit on it? Yes. You ready to learn to love what he loves and hate what he hates? Yes. You believe he died and rose again to set you free? Yes. You ready for the desert life? Just you and Jesus? Yes, I am. Let's get it on.
hard day because it's Wow, this is a real new beginning. It's going to cost you a lot, though, isn't it? Are you ready? It's worth it. He thought you cost a lot, too. It's called his life. Wow. Value. Awesome. Why are we doing this tonight? I want freedom. I'm ready. You ready? Yes. You believe Jesus is Lord? Yes. Is he Lord of your life? Yes. You ready to love what he loves and hate what he hates? Yes. You ready to hang out with him a little bit? Yes. You ready to believe what he says about you? Yes. Oh, he says a lot about you. You ready? Yes. You got to get rid of all those old lies and start believing the truth. Yes. New identity. Identity crisis over tonight. Somebody's going to say, you're beautiful. Go, I know. Somebody's going to say, you're awesome. Yeah, I know. Because you heard it so much from the Father. Believe that he died and rose again to set you free from all that stuff? Yes. Your old kingdom? Yes. That he could sit on the throne of your life? Yes. You ready for the desert life just you and him to be romanced? Yes. Let's do this thing. Come on. Two go in, one come out. she brings a fire tornado that ruins the world and brings heaven to earth. In the midst of that eye of the storm, there's absolute peace, and people are going to go, let's try to run, and it's just a kind of like, oh, find heaven everywhere she goes. And you can start running circles around me. I'm cool with that, Lord. Let it happen. Woo! Come on. Do you want to talk a little bit or no? Do you want to share why you're doing this? You don't have to. Yeah, go for it, girl. Bring it. That's what I'm talking about. Bring that fire. I want to get baptized today because I want the lives of the enemy broken. You're fun to hang out with. Faith like yours will change the world, girl. You believe he's the king of kings, Lord of lords? Go ahead and say that with your mouth. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you believe he died and rose again to set you free? Yes. 
You ready to love what he loves and hate what he hates? Yes. You ready to go hang out with him, just him? Yes. Live radical? Yes. Come on, let's get it on. Mom and Dad are going to baptize. Let's get it on. Come on. Anybody else her name? How many know the Lord's really cool like that, right? Angelica. Okay. Are we good now? Do you believe the Lord? Angelica. Man, you got so used to your name, you forgot what it meant. Woo! You want to share why you're doing this tonight? You don't have to if you can. Go for it. Because I feel like I, I felt like he didn't love me, but I know he loves me. Angelica. Yes, he loves Angelica. Woo! You believe he's the king of kings? Yes. You believe he's the Lord of lords? Yes. Is he your Lord? Yes. You ready to love what he loves and hate what he hates? Yes. You know what he loves? Yes. What? Me. You know what he hates? You yes. not believe in that. Yes. So stick with it, amen? You believe he died and rose again to set you free from those lies? Yes. Set you free from your own kingdom? No more arguing with him. No more arguing. When he says he loves you, it's over. Yes. When he says you're perfect, no arguing. No arguing. Woo! You ready for the desert life? Do you see you and him hanging out? Yes. Come on, girls, do this thing.
one. Pay attention, everybody. You want to pay attention to this? This is good stuff. Go ahead. Lately, I've been living for just me, myself only. I let pride get in the way of who I can be. And today, I want to take that stand. And I want to lend my hand to God and let Him know that I'm, I'm all for Him. And that's it. He's all for you, son. He's all for me. Come on. He's all for you, man. This is awesome. You believe he's the king of kings and lord of lords? Yes, sir. Is he now your king? Yes. Do you believe he died and rose again and shed that blood so he can enter back into your life? Yes. You ready for the new life? Yes, sir. Ready for the kingdom life? Yes, sir. You ready to hang out with Jesus in the desert? Yes, sir. You ready to live, live for him and only him? Yes, sir. Come on, let's do this thing. Come on, by the press of your faith. Come on. Put your knees up here and sit on your bottom.
sometimes well, we have a little bit of Jesus time. I know you're like, what's going on? Just I, realize I, Jesus is going on. Amen. Well, <laughs> tell me what you did. Bad things? No. No, no, no. no. Well, you did a good thing. You just told no, him right now with Jesus. Right now. Uh, just the transferring the hoods. <laughs> Ded to dedicate my life fully to the Lord, you know? And because uh, I was living a life, been living a Do you life. guys just hear what he said? He just dedicated his life fully to the Lord. Let's give celebration right now. Come on. Like, to fully give it over to him because I didn't want to do, I didn't want to be a part of religion. I didn't like religion. And, um, you know, or teach me not about gossip and not gossip and, and not hate people. But it was demons behind that. Come on. And, and then not point the finger, but to hate the sin in my life. Come on. You know what I mean? That died to myself. Come on. And, um. I wasn't really involved in the church, and now I'm starting to get involved because the Holy Spirit revealed to me. You've been getting to know, trying to get to know Yeshua without me, being in the Word, and I reveal it to you. You've been relying off your own strength and relying off the own might of religion. And so get to know me. Get, get, be about Jesus' bride. Be about my bride, and I'll be about yours. Because my compromise has been about wanting a girl, wanting a wife. That's what it's been about. So I've been compromised for that. And compromising for loved ones, to let them know I love them and not laying that down because it seemed like hate. So just to give myself over to Yeshua fully, emotions and thoughts and attitudes and, and to his bride. And, and, and then if I could love the church, if we can love the church like Jesus loved them, then you can love your bride no matter what. Amen. You love people no matter what. You believe he's the king of kings? Yes. Is he your king? Yes. Have you repented of your kingdom to let his kingdom come? Yes. You believe he died and rose again to set you free? Yes. You ready for the desert life? Yes. Let's do it then. Come on, brother. Come on. About to join the family right here. Come on, to your bottom. Put your knees up here.
is the king of my life today. You believe he died and rose again to set you free from you? Yes. You surrender your kingdom? Yes. So now you got God's kingdom? I got God's kingdom. Do you believe he died and rose again to set you free? I, I believe in, in Jesus To pay Christ for everything you've ever done and wanted to be, that he washed it away with his blood, never to identify you again. Will you make sure and allow that blood to be so? Yes. You will not argue with the power of the blood? No. He says, I cannot remember what you've done since my blood. Woo, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Is that a yes? Yeah. And in that, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son. Yeah, come on. Son Jesus Christ. Demonic forces coming off right now. Freedom. Baptizing the Father, the Son Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Ghost. princess of the most high the king of kings and the lord of lords and you're going to be really used to the throne room like john was you're going to be able to describe it to people and they probably were like what and you'd be like yeah and they'd be whoa and they'd be what and you'd be like, yeah what and when, it, when i'm saying all this you're going to be able to share things with, with god's secrets you're going to have god's secrets how's that sound and you're going to be able to share those with people when god tells you god trusts you with his heart how cool is that man that's fun how old are you? Eight years old. Do you know what you're doing right now? What are we doing right now? Why are you doing this right now? Why are you getting baptized? Because Jesus died on the cross. To set you free. What did he come to set you free from? You, right? So you can have Jesus. 
you know what, look at your shirt. I didn't even look at that. Look at the crown on that shirt. So you no longer are you going to just be mommy and daddy's little girl. You're now God's little girl. Ooh, sounds good, girl. Awesome. Well, then mom and dad are going to baptize you. And this is going to be prophetic of a new family dynamic. Speaking the words of heaven, not the words of earth. And empowering with the kingdom of heaven, not with the rights of the earth. And today is a new beginning for the whole family, and it's beginning with you. You believe he's the king of kings? Yes. Is he your king? Yes. You ready to love what he loves and hate what he hates? Yes. You believe he died and rose again to set you free? Yes. Go get him, girl. imagination he loves your laughter when you laugh people get healed and when you smile people get set free smile at people all the time amen amen mom and dad
pay attention to detail. A lot of us are watching right here, but this band is releasing a lot of things as they walk into here right now, and they're working hard. Don't forget to intercede and join with them as they sing, amen? Because when they're singing, it's actually causing things to come off of people before they ever get in here. I need these guys when we roll. We roll together. It's called the one-two punch. You guys are awesome. I love you all so much. And can I just say a little punch? They need people to follow them on Twitter and Facebook to pray for them and also show support. Get on there and do that for these kids, man. These guys are anointed as you're feeling and seeing. And we don't want it because we want a big name. We believe we're supposed to continue to release it into the world. So make sure you join on that. I was going to say that earlier, but that's a little, there you go. Girl, what is going on? Life change tonight, huh? Oh my goodness, I see an old book in Toss and a whole new book. But it's like an iPad kind of book, not one of those like paper book things. It's like full of heavenly stuff. It's like way more than you can handle. Wow, a new identity just came over you. Man, I just saw you take off a dirty old dress and put on a nice, beautiful white dress, girl. You will no longer look in the mirror and look at these old eyes. You'll look in his eyes and see a mirror of yourself. You cannot compare yourself to any other woman in this world. A new identity right here, right now. You have to do it. If you're going to go in the desert, he won't tolerate you talking about those Egyptian people. He wants you. And I don't mean the little Egyptian people, but spiritually speaking, he's going to want you talking the way he's talking about you. Like, that's mine. She's amazing. Perfect. Beautiful. Are you willing to walk that out with the Lord? You've dreamed this your whole life, but it's been there. It's time for you to see it. Gosh, girl, you're gorgeous. Stop waiting for a man to tell you that and believe the man, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So why, why are we doing this tonight? Because <laughs> he's, just, he's just so amazing. He's done like wonderful things for me and I just took it for granted and I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I just <laughs> love him so much. You believe that he's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords? Yes. Are you ready to agree with him even if you don't see it? Yes. That's called faith. That's good. <laughs> you believe he died and rose again to set you free from you? Absolutely. In the way that you think, so you can think like him? Yes. Good. And you're thinking like him right now. It's perfect. <laughs> Amen. You ready to just go hound Jesus? Yes. Awesome. Come on, let's get this done. Bob's going to baptize. Here we go.
So it's like you've been running as hard as you can with the Lord, but there's been this anchor and chain, and you get so tired, and then you build all, and then you stop, and you kind of quit for a little while, and then you build your strength back up, because you love the Lord, and so then you start running again, but it's getting tiring, and it's getting harder, and harder, and harder, and you're wondering, Lord, how can this be? And he says, that chain I never gave you. You say, well, how do I get rid of it? It's called think like he thinks. He said, how do I do that? Stop doing and start looking. Just look into his eyes. And that chain will be following. There's a little fun thing we just did as a team, my staff. We did this thing called lockout. No. Breakout. Break breakout. And it's a room. They put you in. You have one hour to break out of it. And they have like little scenarios called hostage. We're hostages. And they had us in handcuffs. And you couldn't get out. And if you kept doing this, they wouldn't come off. The crazy thing was they were held by a magnet. And if you didn't actually pull the chain, you would sit there for hours. And what's been going on in your life, you keep on going, God, I can't get rid of this. He's like, if you just pull the chain, you'll be free and they'll fall off. Tonight, the chains come tumbling off. How do I know? You're not worried about your position or identity right now. You're not trying to prove to anyone anything right now. You're letting God love you in this place and that chain and the power of it has absolutely been crushed and demoralized. It's done. The demonic forces have lost. Your victory is at hand. And can I tell you, I see you getting a scroll from heaven and you eat the scroll and you speak the words of God, not out of, not out of old thinking, but new thinking of heaven, not out of labor, but out of rest and peace. You're gonna be one of the most restful, peaceful people we know in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out, old prophet, and start preaching. So why are we doing this tonight? I don't, I don't want to feel worthless anymore. I want all of the gaping holes in my life and in my heart to be filled with Him and nothing else. I want to only seek Him and put Him before anybody else in my life. And I want to go to heaven one day and in order for that to happen, I have to change. So you're going to have to let heaven come to you now. What does heaven think about you? I hope good. Huh? I hope good. Ah. How do you think God sees you right now? Perfect or imperfect? Imperfect. What? Imperfect. There's no way that can be so. His blood's on you. So I say it again. If you believe you're imperfect, guess what you're going to do? You're going to get out of this water and walk imperfect. Now, are you perfected? Are you a woman becoming more of a woman? Yes. Are you perfect? more perfect? Sure. But you have to start out with being perfect. So say it, I dare you. Perfect. Say it again. I'm perfect. Ugly or beautiful? I'm beautiful. Say it again. I'm beautiful. Worth something or priceless? Priceless. What? Priceless. Holy or a sinner? Holy. You know what you're doing right now? You're telling your old kingdom to shut up and you're listening to the king speak to you and it's transforming you right now. Now when Pastor Dan's not here and Pastor Knight, what are you going to do? You have to listen to the same voice and you'll be free. Amen? Amen. You believe Jesus is the Lord of Lords? Yes. So you're going to agree with what he says about you? Yes. You believe he's the king of kings? Yes. So you're going to believe what he says about you? Yes. You're repenting of your thinking in your kingdom. You're ready to step into what God says about you today. Yes. Not tomorrow, but today. Yes. You believe he died and rose again yes. to set you free yes. from the old woman. 
You believe tonight two's gonna go in and one's gonna come out? Yeah. You ready to go be romanced by God in the desert? Yeah. Let's get this on. He gets what he's baking, and it's good. Wow. So you've been like a firecracker, and it's loud. You're about to be a nuclear bomb. Your influence has been firecracker. It turns heads. It gets people to look. But now it's about to cause people to be transformed to something completely different. And you're not going to have to say much. Just walk by. Maybe look. When you look, us, oh, wow. When she looks at you, it'll penetrate you deep in a good way. You'll be like, Okay, okay, it's gonna be awesome. So what are we doing? Oh, sorry. Um, well, I just, I don't know, when I came out on the balcony with my kids, I was like, um, you know what? I wanna get down there and show them, you know, just be an example for them. Not just up there when I'm teaching a lesson or worship, not just, you know, at events, but to really show them that God is real. He is real. And he loves you just as much as he loves me, if not more. <laughs> and so I just felt like I wanted to do this. And, and like he said, this whole week, I don't know if y'all have seen that commercial where that, that purple smoke goes poof. Like all week long. Just, it's like things that I knew, but I didn't know. And like this week, it's just been like poof, mind blown. And um, so I don't know. I just felt like I was supposed to do this as a new walk. Um, he gave me a word recently about new things. So I just felt like this was kind of like a declaration of that, of yes, let, let's take a new step and let's be a public declaration, not just to my friends, but to my kids. So. You, know, you realize it's even more than a public declaration. It's a power encounter of the Holy Spirit. Even if you're saved, the Holy Spirit's going to say, I'm going to get rid of all that old woman right now. Two are going to go in here. One's coming out. Amen. I already know you that. Jesus, your Lord and Savior, sit on there.
I've been wrong before. Ask my wife. Actually, my wife's so good, she wouldn't say that. But I sense that you have the presence, like angelic presence of the Lord, but there's a rock always in the way. It's like you have these massive encounters, but like a dam, it's like this rock is in the way. And you know what he's really good at? is rolling the stone away. But you can't be holding on to it. You can't be holding on to it anymore. You need to let go. You need to stop with that mind that's playing that record player like that, you know, scratch record just repeats itself. You need to say, God, I don't even know how to stop it, but I'm ready to stop this thing. You ready for that? Yes. Say, God, forgive me for having that rock in the way of you. No more offense. Forgive me, my offended heart. You can have it all. I'm going to be vulnerable to you. I'm going to trust you. All of you. With all of me. My thoughts, my past, my future, relationships, how I receive love. I trust you with everything. In Jesus' name, amen. That was freedom right there. So, uh, do you believe he's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords? Yes. Is he your King? Yes. Do you believe he died and rose again to set you free? Yes. You ready for the desert life? Yes. Let's get it all.
and the enemy just got his butt kicked. Remember what I told you before you told me all that stuff? He's with you on this, man. It's a little bit, it's okay to be a little bit nervous about what's taking place. It's okay, actually. But it's good because you're about to lose, you've already lost control. You're about to put control away for good. It's going to be awesome. And you're, the desires that you have in your heart will be fulfilled by God. It's going to be a little bit of a season, right? We're going to go through some tough. But you're gonna, the things you've been desiring, you're going to find in Him. How do I know? Because I've seen it. I've been in it. Amen? Hope tonight. Hope. You've been hopeless for a long time. Hope tonight. Hope tonight. Hope tonight. Hope tonight. You believe Jesus is the Lord of Lords? You believe the King of Kings? Yes. Is he your king? Yes. You ready to love what he loves and hate what he hates? Yep. You believe he died and rose again to set you free? Yep. You ready to hang out with him in the desert life? Yep. Let's get it on by the confession of your faith.
here. So like in the throne room and even on like the ephod, there's like many jewels. But it's like when I looked at you, it was like the sun hit that jewel and popped it out like, like whoa, and it was royal and it was like royal red. There's even a blue mist in it. It means the love and revelation of God is in you. I don't mean this like don't let people pray for you, but be careful what you let touch that. Even in your own mind, even with Hollywood, what can come inside there, be careful what can touch this. It's not that everything's evil, it's just worth way more. Your entertainment level with the Lord is gonna increase by a thousand fold. You already love the Lord, but your entertainment with being the Lord is going to increase. You'll be like spending hours and not even realize you did. People are like, hey, we gotta go like, oh, is it? Oh my gosh. You're gonna grab people's hands and there's gonna feel a jolt of lightning go through them and set them completely free. And you're not even gonna know what you just did. You're just gonna be grabbing someone's help. How's that sound? But don't find your significance in the end story of what happened to them. The end story of what happened with you and Jesus every day. That's all you care about. Amen? You believe he's, why are you doing this tonight? I was baptized as a baby and I haven't been since. And I want what you just said. I've done a lot of stuff to make up for a lot of bad, and I do a lot of good, but just in the last couple days, I realized I've been doing it for the wrong reason, and I've never felt loved. I was doing it to earn love and to make up for my mistakes, and it wasn't helping. It wasn't helping, and year and year would go on, and I gave the Lord to my kids, but I didn't have, I gave them the love of God, but I didn't have it. And I tried for how many years to give it to my husband and God saved him and he's walking around free and I'm still trying to earn it. <laughs> I don't want to earn it anymore. I want to know it and then I want to give it to others. Wow, so that's what I just gave you, wow. Yeah, it's, it's just in the last four days, it's just been like. So this is awesome, she's repenting for good to get God. Yeah. <laughs> you got God now. No, uh, you have God. The Lord gave me that word before you even talked about being in love. I was all that was about. And when he holds people's hands, you no longer have to tell them that they're love. They're going to feel it and be set free. Just abide. You're it. You're it. You're it. You're it. You're it. You're the reason why. You are the reason why. Woo, Jesus. Ooh. Man, that word that Melissa gave today was for you. Can you guys sing that song over here real quickly? Love removes mountains. That song, our song, Love Moves Mountains. Just real quickly, that's that line. Yeah, this tune. Go for it, just get, get right into it. Right here, we're gonna pray this over you right now. This love moves mountains.
of love. In the name of that Father, in the name of that Son, Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's go ahead and sit down. I already know you're safe with the bone, girl. Scoot up a little bit. time of baptism now there's been a release and um can i just be real front with you the last few nights you talked to me i i didn't have a release to speak to you and right now you're actually being a son you're giving up what you know and just kind of be with with who he is it's releasing your family you, the man that you always want to be you get to be now you don't have to try anymore you won't have to demand it anymore be so awesome. I, mean, I just see you two in this right here. It's like, I can't just go here. It's like, there's something going on. This, 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 and then here. Yeah? You guys ever seen that before? Here's God on the top. Here's you. Here's him. The more you guys love God, the closer you get together. Instead of looking at each other, trying to figure out how to get close, you end up fighting. Everybody does. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Next thing you know, like, wow, I really love you somehow. Like, I already knew I love you, but I really like you too. And then these ones get that triangle empowered to live that inheritance. You're sealing become not just our foundation but a launching pad you believe Jesus is do you believe Jesus is the king you believe Jesus is God yeah no yeah yeah you believe Jesus, yeah you believe he loves you can you say yes yes uh-huh you believe he died and rose again can you say yes yes do you believe that he wants to be with you Do you believe you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you? Yes. Yo, I like that. Come on, girl. Then we're going to baptize you. You're going to get in the water. It's a little bit cold, but we'll do it fast. And then you get back out and get warm. Does that sound like fun? Let's do it, girl. Go ahead, guys. Can, can, I, can I just say something real quick? Yeah, your mom. Um, when she came down here, she ran up to me and she said, I want to get baptized. And I was hesitant. But as she was out here and stripping her jacket and her shoes and everything and inching her way up here, I just really felt like that if I we didn't do this, that we were hindering something God was going to do supernaturally. And so for us, I, I believe that there is just something supernatural taking place here. Two, two's going in, one's coming out. <laughs> two's going in, one's coming out. Let's do this thing. Come on. 
This is the body, Christ being one. The world will know us through our unity. Come on, someone. Some of you guys are looking at us going, it was you, it wasn't us. It's the Holy Spirit. And I preach in many places and not all are so open. You guys have done a really great job loving God. Now here's something's going on right now. We just had an awesome time. Remember all the Israelites came out of the desert, right? I mean, come out of Egypt. Can you imagine watching all of Egypt physically go away? That just happened, right? They're probably like, but 40 days later, when they couldn't see everything worked out, they then brought Egypt back. You're on a, you're on a, right now your emotions are, that's awesome, celebrate it, party. Let it rock as long as it will roll. But the reality is, this was a sober choice and it's a sober life. I live a very sober life. Y'all be getting drunk, I'm starting here hearing the Lord, getting after it. My drunk time's in the closet when no one else is watching me. My point to you is this. It's about a real relationship that's in the desert. And it's not gonna look, it's not gonna look fancy like the world. But you keep your eyes on him, you care less. So don't be like, Pastor, we have to have a bunch of services this way. No, you have to have a personal relationship this way that will release more services. It's not about another good speaker or another great message. It's not about another worship band. It's about you encountering the King of Kings every day and getting after it because now you're in love with Him and that will release the Holy Spirit. So I've been telling you pastors to resign. Now, I don't mean literally give up the pastorate, but no longer laboring for you, but labor for Him. And they're doing that already. But literally not your needs and your stuff getting in their way anymore. Just Jesus. And I'm going to keep calling and make sure they're doing it. I love your pastors. They are so anointed, are they not? And it's been an honor to be under your authority, releasing us this kind of freedom to be in here. And I wanna tell you something, I, I am just honored, honored to be here. We're so glad, we believe this is gonna be a long-term friendship, amen? Stay sober in the King, fight well, fall more in love. Let this just be the beginning. Pastor, thank you. Pastors, thank yous. Pastors, before you speak, we have something we need to share. Oh, yeah. So um, vision ministries, like you have a vision for your city, but now vision ministries means a people with eyes open being the vessel that the Lord uses to open the eyes of others. So. Thank you, guys. God bless you. You guys are amazing. Thank you for letting you get a floor wet. That's amazing. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Can we just say thank you to the Atlanta School of Ministry for coming and serving and giving their life for this thing? Thank you. Thank you. May the Lord bless you. Come on. May he keep you. May the Lord shine his face 
on you. May the Lord turn his direction, his face, his attention towards you. And may he give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Go with God, friends. God bless you. Love you. All right, if you are on the van, I will be outside, ready to take home whoever is riding on the van. I know that was totally unspiritual. I apologize. <laughs> Getting home is spiritual. Sweetest song. 